So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, hello and welcome back to the next episode of the self-development with tactics podcast and I'm still wondering why I'm even doing the intro and I do hope <laughs> because I yeah I have an intro and therefore it is kind of unnecessary that I just say it all the time but um, I hope the audio quality today is a little bit different because I have seen that I can actually uh, because I'm actually using my phone with an app that's called megaphone <laughs> um, and I've actually seen that I can control the gain the gain is uh, the amount the, the microphone kind of takes, which means that if the gain is pretty high, then a lot will just be uh, a lot will just be kind of uh, yeah be taken uh, in terms of sound from the microphone, which means and sorry for me just a uh, little waiting like that, um, which means that for me I do have to speak a little bit louder, yeah but uh, it doesn't take any noise, which means that if I am silent right now, I see on my audio monitoring that a lot of, um, not a lot of, but very, very less background noise is actually in the recording. And therefore, I was just wondering, yeah, okay, you know, if there, I just have to shout like enormously, quite, uh, yeah, not like really, you know, most of the time in the last episodes I was just pretty loud and also in terms of, yeah, actually being too loud. Um, the thing is, I just wondered if it is then bad uh, because I always just, you know, put the volume up uh, in post-production so that, uh, especially for the uh, podcast listeners, it's way nicer that uh, you have in general a very loud audio because then you just can choose whether, um, yeah, how loud you want to listen to it and it is better in situations like in traffic jams and or in the city and all these kind of stuff where it's normally pretty loud so in general therefore um yeah i'm just willing to to see if this works better i'm just now seeing that i'm still quite very or kind of silent compared to the other episodes so i do really have to speak a little bit louder but uh, I hope on the other side that you won't uh, kind of hear any background noise. Yeah, I'm still still looking if it is actually doing better. And yeah, it is actually doing better. But nevertheless, or anyways, actually, <laughs> uh, we are not going ahead with anything. Uh, a problem I have is that the powermoves.com website always restricts restricts you from uh yeah showing their content or letting you read their content because um there is i can actually show it to you if you just go on the site and i try to solve it some kind of <laughs> don't know if it's that legal but yeah anyways uh, i try to solve it so as you can see on the screen if you're on the uh youtube video right now you can see that um there is actually some kind of box right there, which is subscribe or log in to read the rest of the content. Um, and you can reload and use VPN and use other IPs and so on. It you know doesn't solve the problem actually, which then for me, I just was like, yeah, I do actually do not have any 
kind of, I, I do not want to go ahead with body language. <laughs> so I just go on another website and therefore, um, and I do hope that in the second episode of today, I will be able to just, um, yeah, really go through it because I just want to finish this book. It's, um, yeah, I do want to finish every book, some sort of, there was only, I think, two actual books that I haven't been gone through completely, which is The Mindsets and The Conscious Brain, and maybe there are even more, because, yeah, I always just tend to uh, some sort of, um, yeah, start them, and then I forget about them, which is not that good. But uh, we will go ahead with uh, The One Thing by Gary Keller, uh, on the paulminers.com website. Uh, the one thing is a book that I've actually seen pretty often now. The thing is, I always was like, yeah, um, you know, I read, you know, some sort of the text on the backside of the book, which is some sort of a little summary of it. And I was always like, yeah, okay, it is a it is a okay book. So I wasn't impressed by, by the content it has, but I've seen it everywhere and a lot of um, yeah, great people also in the German-speaking area. Um, one particular person has read it and said that it is actually something good. And on the Paul Miners website, the, the author of the website actually also says that, yeah, it is a good book and there is a lot of good content in it. And therefore I decided, yeah, you know what, uh, because I do not know what I should do else. So because I do not really want to do something about Tony Robbins again, because I've just been going through his content before and therefore I'm just like doing this right now and I do not know if it bothers me or not that I actually uh, have to speak so loudly or I go just a little bit closer to the microphone but this would then make a little uh, shitty noises I think maybe I can sorry if now it is a little bit loud is this working better yeah, a bit. So I'm not, not quite shouting that much. Yeah. Okay, I think it works better. And so therefore, or, you know, at the end I will just have maybe ex the exact same uh, audio quality. Um, but yeah, I'll see. So the one thing by Gary Keller is a must read for anyone interested. So I could actually give you a little bit of context what this book seems to be about for me. So this book seems to be about for me uh, the one thing, as the title says, uh, which means that you should only concentrate on one particular thing. Uh, the I do have to cover myself up because I'm just looking at myself all the fucking time, which is something I shouldn't do. Definitely not. But I do also have to see that I see my audio and the time, which is important for me. Um, but this is actually seems to be a book about, yeah, you have, you know, so much things to do, and therefore I'll suggest you that you do only one thing. And this is, you know, the one thing that is the most important one, which uh, some sort of determines the other things as well. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, it's it bothers me quite a lot that he's just getting so loud right now. He shouldn't be. Um... <clears throat> Um, but therefore I was like, yeah, okay, it is some kind of great to just only kind of focus on one particular thing to really make it. Because often, yeah, it is like you do such a lot of things and then at the end you do nothing really great. So um, because you have such a lot of things to do, uh, which happens to me as well. So um, it is not overwhelming, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say it is overwhelming at all, but uh, it's some kind of human nature, I would say, because... 
Uh, we can't multitask. This is something that a lot of people just say, but this is such a complete bullshit. Uh, we can't multitask. It's just what it is. Um, but we, uh, yeah, a lot of people just think we can multitask, but we actually just, you know, really switch between tasks so quickly that it seems to be multitasking, but it actually isn't. And, but yeah. So the one thing by Gary Keller is a must-read for anyone interested in productivity and personal improvement. This book clearly defines why productivity is the best vehicle for getting what you want in living an extraordinary life. The advance, uh, sorry, not the advance, but the advice uh, in this book is incredibly practical, and the full copy of the book is well worth the read. Yeah. I really tend to because I do have vacation right now and a lot of free time and I tend to be a little bored as well because yeah I'm definitely just used to you know coming home at uh, 7 p.m. and just doing my thing and then going to bed and now I do have so much time even though I'm not quite uh, that healthy right now I'm a little bit ill unfortunately uh, what you might can hear in terms of my voice Um, but the thing is I tend to have so much time that I do not know what I should use the time for. Um, And during the week it's like, yeah, I do have way too less time and I do just need a little bit more and therefore I just skip sleeping a lot. Uh, Yesterday I skipped sleeping, so I only slept for seven hours, which is totally not good, especially when you're kind of ill, you know, not quite feeling that well. But but yeah, you know what? Yeah, I just read it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so there is a little content for the people who are interested in the content, and I do just see, and this was actually the problem with this website, yeah, now you can read it, um, you know, the thing is, in design, in design it's really like, a lot of people just use just really big, really fucking big text, uh, I'm just, you know, adjusting this this text right here, you can see that you can actually read it well, because I think the normal setting of the website is a little bit too small, um, but the actual thing in design is that, um, yeah, having so fucking big text is so anesthetic. You know, it looks so shit. I can't, I can't really explain it how shit it is, um, but actually having too, uh, too small text is as well. Most of the time, it's looking pretty nice and it's pretty aesthetic. But um, the function of the text just gets some sort of lost, and you you can't really read it any anymore. Which you know, yeah, what what the text is for, like for reading, yeah. So the introduction: Who is this book for? Uh, the one I, this is actually you know, the same thing as above. So about the author, Gary Keller initially excelled in the real estate world. Originally a sales manager, he became co-founder and chairman of Keller Williams. Uh, reality, yeah, reality International, considered to be the world's biggest real estate company. He puts the rabbit growth down to his leadership, teaching and coaching, uh, named the finalist for Inc. Magazine's Entrepreneur of the World, there's no doubt that Keller is a successful businessman. He aims to educate as a leader, an author and a keynote speaker. Great. You know, it's actually always great to hear that the authors of this book actually have achieved something besides working on this book. Because most of the time, or not most of the time, but often, it just uh, is like, yeah, 
he's just an author and he just likes to write about business and write about success and write about tips on how to actually get successful or good in business or whatever to get good in business or to just to make money themselves. But they actually do not have any experience in, uh, yeah, in the world of business and so on. Yeah. But well, um, so that's always a little bit something you should just um, pretty much keep an eye to or keep a little bit attention towards because, yeah, as I said, then you just get advice from somebody who hasn't been in business for his entire life or has no um, kind of experience and therefore his knowledge or his tips and whatever or her tips uh, aren't actually useful. So always keep attention to that, please. Uh, in this summary, we'll begin the summary by discussing the concept of the one thing and how it is a a applicable to everyone. We will move on to summaries, the six lies that Keller believes we need to ignore before we reach his explanation of the path to productivity. Finally, we'll examine Keller's advice on achieving the results you want and how to unlock your own potential. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> reading a little bit fast because I, I tend to waste a lot of time. So, the book summary. What is the one thing? The one thing is really as simple as it sounds. Uh, it's about finding out what matters and ignoring the rest. As Kala explains, going small means focusing purely on what you should be doing and not simply what you could do. Equality is great, but when it comes to tasks and priorities, they don't all matter equally. If you can identify the things in your life that are most important and matter the most, you'll be able to connect with them and be more successful. That's totally true because, um, and I've seen a lot of pictures in this thread here, or in this, not thread, uh, in, this, in this article here, uh, which are, or seem to be out of the book, and there was one particular thing that's pretty important for me and pretty interesting for me, and uh, something that's... Uh, really should be used in in nowadays life in the nowadays business world at my point of view at least i do just want to adjust my microphone a little because i feel like it is a little bit too silent yeah you know what i just tried i, I won't just you know do something with the audio now uh even though i feel like it i'm just talking a little bit louder so it's realizing that extraordinary results are directly de determined by how narrow you can make your focus. And I would actually say that, um, you know, extraordinary results just come out of extraordinary acts or tasks or whatever. Uh, which means that if you're just working so hard, you can expect, you know, such a great result. If you're working like something mediocre and so on, you can't just expect something very, very big to happen. It's just what it is. And, you know, for me, at least, it makes sense. Can I do it like this? This would be even really great. But can I do this? Hmm. No, I can't. But I could actually hold it some kind of, because it's working. And because it is definitely... <laughs> I'm just looking at the recording now. You can see there my phone. So, just to explain it. But I just have to move on with it. No, nevertheless. So, I actually use a selfie stick to hold my phone. And um, I do have some kind of weight. What do you call them? So, if you just have a barbell, these weight uh, discs on the sides. I do have smaller ones here. Uh, and I have put the, the selfie stick between those or just 
uh, in the middle through where the barbell itself, so the bar itself would be actually, uh, I've put them through and therefore they are just like now here. And yeah, and this, this works pretty great. Um, actually, yeah, it works really, really great actually. Um, yeah, because I do not have to hold anything and so everything is fine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but let's go on. Dominoes. We, call, we can all picture a line of dominoes and what happens when we knock over the first one. Keller explains that unfortunately real life is not quite so simple. It's not a matter of everything being lined up in a simple and straightforward line with a clear starting point and a clear destination. Yeah, I think always it's always in terms of the process. Often in the process you come to the conclusion that your actual goal isn't something you actually do not want to some kind of achieve and you kind of just change it up. Um, so yeah, I kind of get what he means. So highly successful people know this. So every day they line up their priorities anew, find the lead domino and whack away at it until it falls. Uh, totally, and it is pretty important that you actually know that there are just certain priorities and priorities just change over time and change per day and change per per whatever you're doing. This is important and I think it's the same thing uh, because I do uh, normally prioritize making the videos first and then I make the Instagram posts um, because I do have so much time like in the next week and now, uh, I do just tend to make the Instagram posts before or the actual social media post because I'm posting it everywhere quite. Um, I tend to do the, the Instagram posts at first uh, so that I do can, you know, take a, a little bit more time, you know, just think about something new in terms of the design of them because uh, I've really seen that if you just do something else um, every single day, so something that's continually different, then people will like it. People like it when it's not always the same thing like yeah, dark background with a white font on it, and all these things, uh, this is not something people seem to like, some sort of. But yeah. Um, be successful. Keller explains that successful people understand and live the one thing. This is because it's an actionable and functioning truth that leads to success. If you can find a way to apply the one thing to your work life and your personal life, then you will find yourself on the road to success. Oh my god, I spit it everywhere. <laughs> and I do feel like, because I was just eating a little bit meat, I do hope that you can't see it, but there is actually a little bit meat between my teeth, which bothers me a little bit. It's not that nice. Yeah, never mind. The six lies. Keller believes that there are six lies that we get told over and over. These seem to seem like truths and are determinant or detrimental to our success. We have to acknowledge these for what they are, lies discard them and move on. So uh, we have to acknowledge them for what they are, which is lies, and we should discard them and move on. Um, and pretty, uh, pretty interesting to see what he points out now. It's just fuck so hard with me that I do quite think that the audio is not doing that well as I wanted to do. <coughs> Especially that I have to shout even though my fucking throat is a little bit sore, which is probably not the best thing to do. But it's always it's also kind of great. I I leave it. I leave it and I will not talk about it anymore. 
I will see it and I will try it. If I fail with it and I fuck up the whole episode, it's fucking shit and I do have to correct it manually, which is something that takes time, which I do not want to do. But yeah, so the majority versus the minority. And this is actually... Sorry, I do have to do this again. Um, so the majority versus the minority. The first lie that Keller talks about talks about all about effort is all about effort and results. He explains that the Pareto principle, which is um, the 80-20 rule, if you know it by this, explains that the majority of what you want will come from the minority of what you do. Yeah, you cannot... Yeah, yeah, some sort of. So extraordinary results are disproportionately created by fewer actions than most realize. The thing is... Um, with 20% of the effort, you create 80% of the results. And then you just have it like, uh, then you use the 80% of the effort, which create then the 20% of the results so that you get the 100%. And for the uh, YouTube viewers, you there have uh, uh, a picture there, which uh, um, yeah shows it. The thing is, that's totally right. And you probably know it by, um, you know, tidying up your room. This is actually something that I always... Uh, kind of refer to because it for me um, is a good example. Uh, if you just really clean up everything, some kind of, yeah, 80% like, so there might be something a little bit dirty or there might be a little bit, uh, what is it called, dust somewhere and, and whatever. But the thing is, it, it seems to be clean, but it's not fully clean. And this task will just um, take 20% of your effort or 20% of your time actually as well and but if you just really want to clean every single dust kind of piece and every single little dirt and you want to really clean everything so that it is completely clean 100% and you know take every single kind of uh, crumble from the ground and so on this will take such a lot of time and I think you understand this because then this will actually be the 80% of your effort. So you have 20% of the effort which create 80% of the rules, and uh, not of the rules, but the uh, results, and 20% of the results get created by the 80% of the effort. Therefore, uh, this is also a good example why perfectionism is something that really takes up too much time. For me to really create a post, it just takes a few seconds. But if I really want to make it good in terms of how I think about it, it will take a lot more. And this is the fucked up part about it. Because I do, uh, yeah, lose. I do not want to say lose because it's not a lost time, but I just put in much time, uh, uh, much more time than I would have to. So Keller expands upon this and explains that it doesn't stop there. If you take 20% of the 20% and continue this pattern, you will find the one single thing that matters the most. Starting with a large list doesn't mean you won't get there in the end. You just have to eliminate the non-essential until you reach the one thing. This is essential, the one thing that gets the results. Yeah, is multitasking productive? Multitasking does not even exist, as I told, as I have told you, just uh, at the beginning of the episode, and I do, I do believe in it. Uh, but yeah, so I always, and this is something that I kind of came up to, some sorta, and this is actually something that I'm kind of proud of, even though it just sounds so fucking stupid. Uh, multitasking is only something your computer does. Uh, 
and not actually you. And uh, I think this is just a good, uh, yeah, it just sounds good. So in today's fast-paced world, it's easy to assume that we simply do not have enough time in a day. But Keller points out that this is not true. We have plenty of time. The problem is that we try to squeeze too many things in that time. If we took a little bit of pressure off and used our time appropriately, we would be able to focus on the one thing and reach success. Um, that's kind of true, I would say. Uh, I think it's especially in terms of uh, priorities. Um, if you just prioritize your leisure time more than, you know, your work time, yeah, you this will, you know, you will come to the conclusion that your business won't grow that much because you're just wasting a lot of time uh, in terms of not working on your business. It is always in terms of priorities at my point of view and therefore it really pisses me off when people just say, yeah, I do not have that much time and so on. And then I ask like, yeah, but then just, you know, stop playing video games or just stop watching Netflix or and then they say yeah but I but I need it and whatever yeah uh, I just believe in that they need it definitely everybody needs his kind of um, time for themselves even if it's one hour a day that's totally okay you know uh, this one hour today is something you can give away totally I would say um, but the thing is out of one hour there there gets 20 hours to two hours and then there are three hours and four hours and this just grows and um, if you aren't strict with it this will come to or yeah there will be problems this is just it uh, we double and triple up in hope in the hope of getting everything done and there is another i hope so great picture uh, primary work switch reorient distraction switch reorient and primary work Okay. interrupted workflow, focus workflow, primary work. Yeah, that's totally true. So there you can see, and I'm very sorry for the podcast listeners who do not have the pleasure of looking at this great picture right now. Um, but there you can see some kind of uh, time span in terms of a straight line with uh, yeah two points at the end, uh, which say start on the left side and finish on the uh, right side. And um, then there are two patterns, which is once the interrupted workflow and once the focused workflow. Uh, the interrupted workflow consists of uh, first uh, you begin with primary time, then there is a switch, uh, a reorientation, then there comes a distraction, a switch again, reorientation, and then the primary work, and then everything is finished. Uh, the difference then to the focused workflow is that the workers that the focused workflow only consists out of primary work um, this is actually something I do really believe in uh, that distractions are really a killer of your fucking productivity um, because as you can see yeah um, I think it actually takes 30 minutes to to get into the real flow again you have been if you got distracted once so if your phone rings up or if you just get a notification on your computer whatever this will distract you and this will get you out of your flow. And to really get into this flow again takes a lot of time. And this time is just, you know, unnecessarily, you know, taken from, from you actually. So therefore, don't do this. <laughs> uh, discipline is success? Question mark. An easy assumption to make is that uh, that use, uh, sorry, not useful, but successful people are all disciplined. However, Keller wants you to know that this is a myth. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's some kind of hard, you know. I would say discipline is just a great thing. Discipline is... Uh, I think discipline even works without motivation. If you do have the discipline but not motivation, you will just, you know, work on it as well or just anyways. Uh, but if you do have the motivation but not the discipline and your motivation goes away once, uh, you won't work on it because you do not have the discipline. Yeah. But let's see. So an easy assumption to make is that successful people are all disciplined. However, Keller wants you to know that this is a myth and I've actually read it. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, you can become successful with less discipline than you think for one simple reason. Success is not about doing the right thing and not about doing everything. Success is about doing the right thing and not about doing everything right. And this is actually totally true because... Um, failure is important, and this some sort of plays into the thought of, of it, some kind of. Um, doing everything right is something you will never achieve. There will always be some mistakes or some failure or things that will just do not work the way you want them to work. Uh, the thing is, uh, doing the right thing is always some kind of I would suggest you to do, but in some sort of other context, uh, and therefore I'm yeah, so I would say doing the right thing in terms of um, not doing the easy, th the, the easy thing, uh, but actually doing the right thing is always the thing you should aim to, uh, because this is just the right thing. You know, it is not easy and it will never be easy, but it is the right one. And uh, I think this is important. Just seeing how the, the audio is, is doing. Uh, when I was like this, or when I would be like this, this would actually be the best position, but I do just have to see how this looks. It looks like I'm a fucking retard. Nothing against retards. No one has uh, the right to discriminate uh, handicapped people. Totally, but the thing is, they do have the perspective. And I do quite always uh, emphasize the perspective people have. Uh, which means that a lot of poor people just get rich because they have the perspective of being poor. Uh, a lot of handicapped people, if it is mentally or uh, physically, do just really get so fucking successful because they do have the perspective and they do are just some kind of challenged. And often it is really like that uh, people who have it really hard and people who have it uh, have a tough time with doing something that uh, for normal people or not handicapped people is is something pretty easy, uh, they just be like, yeah, okay, I just work on it and work on it and work on it, and they then just get the best at this certain task. Um, and this was actually something that I was pretty interested in when I was seeing uh, a book summary. I've just read uh, read this, some kind of summary of the book summary just before uh, when I was looking for what I'm going to discuss today um, or in this episode. And there is actually or was actually a book about uh, how you should deal with people, so in terms of, you know, social interactions and social skills and so on. And this is actually a book by an Asperger patient or uh, a guy who has Asperger. Uh, if you know them, um, they quite have it hard with social interactions. And therefore, he himself he himself had to, to learn it, really learn it, learn how to, to really cope with people, how to deal in conversations, how to really react to certain things and so on and therefore this is pretty fucking amazing that yeah 
they just have it hard but they, when they when they do have the passion they will achieve way way more way more than just you know people that are not handicapped willpower a common comparison that many authors make is the one between willpower and the muscle uh Keller explains that just like your muscles, willpower needs rest when it is overused. Although it may be incredibly powerful when used appropriately, it simply can't go on forever. Success cannot be credited to willpower alone. Everyone's willpower dwindles. No one is uh, exempt. And that's totally true. Um, there is another fancy graph where you can see that... Uh, yeah, uh, on the beginning of the day, your willpower is pretty high. And this is actually what I feel like, definitely. I feel like, yeah, on every single morning, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty happy. I feel like I can do whatever I want to. Uh, also in terms of, uh, yeah, especially in terms of emotionally. Uh, then there is a morning break um, where you were at, at 0% uh, willpower. And then you will spit up to 60% again, a little bit less than 60%, so a little bit less than uh, what you were initially. Uh, but then uh, the graph goes down pretty fast until you are at some sort of 20% in the afternoon break, but pretty fast. There are no spikes, there are just two spikes. And at the first half, there was, or the first actual third, uh, there were one, two, three, four spikes of really getting the power again and then just really going downwards and getting enough power or again the power and then going down again um, at the end after the afternoon break and you really have a very very straightforward uh, down going graph where you just start again with around 60% but you just in yeah in a few hours you will be at 10% around and then at the end of the end of the day you will be at zero percent and this is something that's not quite uh, the truth for me because I tend to really be productive in the evenings I do not know if it's just because I'm uh, used to it that I'm working in the evenings or uh, at nights and so on that I actually do it just uh, subconsciously and that I subconsciously sabotage myself to uh, yeah really kind of uh, bring me to to or force myself to work in the evenings which is something I definitely shouldn't do because often I then just do not get any sleep, which is something you definitely should not do. Just as easy as it is. Um, yeah, the life balance. Um, everyone always, Everyone's always going on about maintaining an appropriate balance, that your energy and focus must be shared. However, Keller explains that in order to reach your goals and to have extraordinary results, you need to focus on the one thing that matters most. It may require all your time, but it is necessary to reach the success you are after. And also in terms of, yeah, work-life balance, if you like to work, then work. And give a fuck about the people who are just blaming or just, you know, telling you, yeah, you can't work all the time and I don't know. It's complete bullshit. If it is what makes you happy, just do it all day long if you can. Um, yeah. So when you act on your priority, you will automatically go out of balance, giving more time to one thing over another. Totally true. The path to productivity. Uh, I learned that success comes down to this, being appropriate in the moments of your life, 
if you can honestly say this is where I am meant to be right now, doing exactly what I am doing, then all the amazing possibilities for your life become possible. That's totally true. If you really know your, uh, your meaning in life, if you really know what you like to do, uh, which is actually something that I'm not quite sure about. Um, therefore, it's quite a hard for me to, to, and this is something I've been thinking about, maybe I will just stop making this. Just maybe tomorrow, eh, maybe not tomorrow, but in a year, maybe in a year I'll say, yeah, you know what, I just found something else and I do some sort of other thing, not self-development, but I don't know, uh, sports. I like sports, I love sports. Sports have always been a really a really great passion of mine and uh, really a part of my life. Maybe I'm just getting an athlete. I've been thinking about it, totally. Uh, you know, this might happen. Uh, therefore, and, and then you, you know, the problem with this would then be, I would be pretty sad that I not lost, but put in so much time into this. Um, but on the other side, I will totally be like, yeah, okay, I, I tried it, I put in the work, and I made a little bit out of it. So, or, yeah, I just grow it, or grew it a little bit, and I've learned a fucking lot of stuff. I think this is the most, uh, you know, the best part of it. That I just learned a lot. I am still learning a lot. I'm now learning a lot. But yeah. Uh, the first question is. Keller explains that there is only one question. That you need to be able to, to answer. And when you have the answer. You'll already uncover the route. To success and results. What's the one thing. I can do that. I can do such. Such that by doing it. Everything else will be easier. Or unnecessary. <coughs> Sorry, uh, so I'll do it again. What's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? A great question. Totally. Um, and I see where he's going towards. So, uh, habits. Habits, both good and bad, are something we all have. Cal explains that although they are difficult to both break and create, we are, we are actually creating new habits all the time. Just by starting to think or act a new way and by continually doing this over a period of time, new habits re-established. Get re-established. Keller emphasizes the choice you have in your own habits if you want to establish uh, new habits that will help drive you in the direction you want to go in life then you absolutely have the ability to. Ask, ask yourself Keller's number one question, what's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? Um, and I do totally believe in that you will, you will create yourself the habits you quite need or you're willing to have. And you won't really create something for you or a habit for you um, just because and, you know, just to do something you actually do not like to do. I think this is the hard part and this is actually the fucked up part about, uh, yeah, learning something in school that you're not passionate about or not really interested in about. Um, then it really comes up to discipline, I guess, or to willpower. Uh, but yeah, to, to really emphasize it once more, I've, I've been talking about willpower before, but it is important for me. Uh, Willpower, you can think about willpower, and this is not my fault, I've just got it somewhere, this information, but you can think about willpower as one tank, one tank of willpower for every day. Um, the thing is, you have one tank. This means that 
Uh, if you use your willpower for things you do not like and you do not you are not passionate about, you will just lose, I think, actually quite a lot of willpower. The thing is, because you only have one tank of willpower, this tank is for everything you make on this day. Which means that if you waste a lot of willpower for things you do not like, uh, this just means that you do not have that much willpower left for actual things you like. But uh, you can think it in another way around, which means that if you are working on your willpower, in terms of uh, I take cold showers, for example, or just uh, reminding yourself to sit straight, or you know some certain really small tasks, uh, if you just build willpower in one area of, of life, so you know just kind of stack up your uh, tank, and you know you may have two tanks above each other, or you make the tank just just bigger. Let's say it. Um, then you will have more willpower for everything else because you have created the willpower in one certain area of your life. And this is what I believe in and this is what I think and this actually makes sense because you totally know that at the end of the day you will just it will just be harder to um, you know eat something healthy but you really won't have the crisps to eat but you just you know force yourself to. This will be harder than in the really morning where you're just pumped and have the willpower and have the energy. Um, but um, I, as you know, the, star, the other thing I was explaining, uh, the other thing is that if you are actually uh, just, you know, taking cold showers and, you know, it really pisses you off, at my point of view, you really get the willpower and motivation to do other things in other areas of your life um, you do not like that much. So um, for me, people always say, yeah, you should never do something you don't like. I've said it as well, but some sort of you should. Um, actually, for this one particular reason, I would say. Questions and answers. We have all heard the saying that there is no such thing as a stupid question, but Keller encourages you to ask great questions. By doing this, you are trying to figure out how you can pursue your great goal. If your question is big and specific, then you'll likely receive a big and specific answer. Just what you need when you are pursuing your goals. Totally true, um, because if you have really big goals, and this is something uh, a lot of people had said, I have said it as well, um, this is, maybe you just know it, but um, if you have really big goals, if you really set yourself really high goals, for example, and please measurable goals like, uh, not not like, yeah, I want to be rich at the end of 2020, this is not a good goal. Uh, I would rather say I want to have one million dollar in my bank account by the end of 2020. Then, uh, because your goal is so high, you will act higher or bigger on it. Um, yeah, and if you set your goal like, uh, yeah, you actually just uh, the thing is with the one million dollars, you actually only want five five hundred thousand dollars actually, but you set your goal even higher. Because, and this comes up to, to the next one, is uh, if you be like, yeah, I, I just want to achieve the 500,000 uh, and you're working for 500,000, the chances are way lower that you actually get the 500,000 than if you're just working for $1 million, you know, because you're working just way more because you're working for the million and not for the, the half of it. Hmm? I hope you can't quite understand what I meant. Uh, achieving results. Your big one, your big one thing is your purpose. Actually, 
because I will make another episode as well today. Maybe I will just finish the body language book today, which would be great for me. Yeah, I will go through one one thing. Uh, so your big one thing is your purpose and your small one thing is the priority you take action on, on to achieve it. Cal explains that if you want to be productive, you need to use your purpose as your compass. Use it to guide you to your next actions. This, according to Keller, is the key to success and results. Without personal productivity, business and profit business and profit will suffer. It's inevitable that you need to be productive in order to achieve the results you are after. Businesses being run by unproductive people aren't going to succeed. Kelly explains that our great businesses is literally built on product, productive person at a time. That without these sturdy, productive foundations, the business will crumble. So I read it again. So Kelly explains that that great businesses that the great that <laughs> that our great business is literally built one productive person at a time. That without that without these sturdy productive foundations the business will crumble i think there is some kind of mistake in it i don't know i uh, maybe i can yeah nevertheless but with this being said this is the end of the episode i think because i really feel like yeah my voice is getting really uh yeah really fucked because i do shout around like a dumb motherfucker here but i wish you have a lot of success health wealth i wish that you're giving back please give back to people um, and I wish you a great legacy and happiness if I haven't said it. But most of the time I really wish you the fucking happiness. Because I know that with great happiness everything else comes along. And with this being said, I wish you a wonderful day or a wonderful night, whatever. And I'll actually see you the next time. See you.